continuing my exploration of how technologies get adopted. And recently, there was a really good interview of Christopher Shadow by Biang Liu on the SourceGraph podcast, so I really had to feature it. This tells the story of the invention and adoption of React Native internally within Facebook. And the context to this is that Facebook had a problem with the iteration speed of mobile apps at Facebook, and they were much slower than web apps. So basically, the context before this conversation is that Mark Zuckerberg had actually set an engineering priority to fix the solution, and the engineers had to figure it out. One of the things that Jordan had in mind was, can we embed JavaScript in an iOS app? And so at that point, we actually, there was no API for this and you couldn't do it, but like he found a way to cross compile something and he was able to do it. And uh, he, he wanted to like, okay, can we run React and power like native iOS views out of React? Instead of like divs and span, you can like uh, UI uh, label and uh, UI views and those kind of things. And so this is uh, like at Facebook, there's hackathon. And so in the summer, there's a three day hackathon. And uh, we basically, like Ashwin, Lynn, that were on my team, on the photos team, and uh, Jordan, we hacked together for three days working on this, uh, like using React to power like native views on iOS. And at the end of the three days, we had a demo where we were able to show a list view. And uh, we had a primitive layout system. And we were able to like have the text editor on the right and the iOS development on the left and basically move the line like uh, before and after. And uh, we use a native iOS like button and we are able to move the like button from the left to the right and we're able to (laughs) click on it and like now the lights uh, like actually like works. And we're able to like do a demo and changing and saving would be like almost instant. I think it was a hundred milliseconds refresh. So it was barely perspective, perceptible. Wow. And uh, we presented uh, to the like hackathon group, like uh, all of the employees that did some cool hacks could go. And uh, what happened is the five projects like most interesting have an audience with Mark Zuckerberg. And so wow. we went to uh, <laughs> present this hack to Mark Zuckerberg and there was a uh, Shrep, the CTO of the company as well, like in this audience. Yeah. And we really presented this and both of them were like, uh, were super excited. And uh, what happened uh, the next week is we basically did like a world tour of Facebook and we talked to all of the management chain and it was like a super like a uh, fun uh, like thing. Yeah. But now the thing that happened then is, okay, so we did this demo. There's like people liking it and everything. But now for like uh, myself as an engineer, like I joined like Facebook like less than a year ago and I moved like my like myself i married my wife i like this was like a huge like thing we moved halfway across the world yeah and so now it was like a soul searching moment do i want to like bet like <laughs> this dream like on the crazy idea yeah that and i was like like at that time i was like the answer was no and uh, so what happened is like uh, lean and ashwin basically went uh, and built like a they wanted to do an ios photo app and they built it using what was uh, react ios at the time mm-hmm. and three months after they basically came back to us and say hey, look like we really want to build like the ios photo app yeah. and right now we're spending more time building this uh, react ios thing than actually building the products and so we're going to restart the product like in a normal iOS so we can actually work on it. Yeah. And so it was basically a time where like the project could die or the project could live and wow. I need to make a call. Do I want to invest in? 
And yeah. so I did a lot of soul searching and basically at that point I was like, okay, I think I need to do it. And so Tom Okino was the manager of Jordan at the time and mm -hmm. Jordan and uh, myself, okay, now we like basically creating a small team and yeah. a few people uh, came in after this and this is how like uh, the product started. But this was like not an easy like uh, decision to make. And this yeah. is like something uh, a lot of people don't realize with this kind of products. Like they are super high risk high reward project, yep. but most of those projects actually fail. This is a startup, like most of the startup fail. And the fact that I'm like here talking to you, like <laughs> all of the stars align and everything that like it could work, but uh, this was not the given at the time. You took a risk and, and it paid off. And I think especially it, it was a big risk in Facebook at the time, because my understanding is that they had already tried to build an initial version of the, the mobile application using web technologies. That was like the first attempt. And yeah. then it wasn't like performant enough or the user experience wasn't good. So they ended up rebuilding it in a native iOS and yeah. uh, Android. So there must've been like probably some amount of institutional resistance, right? To have another go at a web-based or web-inspired technology, right? Yeah, no, this was like a very interesting time. And like one of the things that uh, also, I don't know if it's still true today, but like when I like joined Facebook and even at school, there was this notion of if you're doing web, you're not a real engineer. If mm. you're doing like a kernel or like network or native, like you're a real engineer. Yeah. And so there was this like super interesting notion where we are coming from a web background. And so we have all of this preconceived notion that like whatever we're doing is not going to be real engineering. Mm. And uh, we're like script kiddies and let's like <laughs> do this and this is like very interesting yeah uh, and the other thing which has been super interesting is there's also a very big difference between the ios community and the android community hmm. and so the what's super interesting with ios community is like apple like plays a central role and basically there's like this notion that like everything that apple does is the right way and this is uh, the way things should go yeah and there's very ingrained notion of this Mm -hmm. And so now if you're basically coming and like we're doing something different than what Apple guidelines and like says, <laughs> there's a lot of resistance. Yeah. yeah. And so this is in practice, it has worked well because like Apple in practice, the software that they produce and like the libraries and everything are actually really good in practice. So there's reason for this, but it's yes. been like one of the very interesting thing about trying to convince people. The, yeah. On the other side for Android, what was super interesting is Android, like the state of the development at the time was like very fragmented. There's 20 different of Android and everything mm. is hacky and like the quality of the framework and the infra was not as good. Yeah. And so basically like uh, for Android, like people were a lot more like welcoming to the idea. Mm. But the challenge there was like the actual devices were like really, really worse. Like for iOS, like the iPhones are actually like uh, super powerful. Yeah. And uh, on Android, there was like really bad phones. Yeah. And so yeah. now like uh, the channel is like, oh, you have the JavaScript runtime on top of it and everything. So mm -hmm. it uh, was a lot more challenging to actually get it to uh, work well. And so it was super interesting, like how like one place was more about like the the like people mindset and everything. And yes. the other was more about like the actual techno, like technological choices and that uh, were challenges for like working on this. And one thing that we found is that in practice, like uh, a lot of uh, the people working on React Native have been people like coming from a web background. Yeah. And the thing is we have been hiring a lot, but it's still like harder to hire an iOS and Android engineers and yeah. web engineers like in practice there's more of them. 
And so yeah. we've been able to like bootstrap an entire iPhone and an entire team using React Native through like the web. And all of the teams that were struggling to hire like dedicated uh, native engineers, yeah. they were able to like get uh, funded through like web development. <laughs> and so it was also like uh, an interesting thing around like the staffing and the people working on this project. Yeah. So. That's a neat, I guess, developer team growth hack is uh, using technology that allows people from a much wider pool to, to come work on, on the product. I- I'm curious, you mentioned all these challenges with getting started in both iOS uh, and Android, partly psychological, partly yeah. uh, technical. What was the first project uh, or first major project that the React Native team targeted inside Facebook as a focal yeah. point? So the first one was Instagram. They had a list of all of the photos you've liked or your favorites. And this uh, view like was super small and would have uh, like been our entry point into getting Instagram. And so one of the challenge with this is like the, the, the big challenge is like the feature was not big enough to justify like the investment and adding like a whole like JavaScript runtime and those kind of things. Yeah. And so we were not able to like actually succeed there. And I, in retrospect, like I think you need to start to find like something small enough, hmm. but something like significant enough that they actually solves a real problem for the company. Yeah. And I, I don't think we uh, really judged like the right balance. And so yeah. this didn't work out. The thing that actually worked out and like the first one was ads manager. And so we were building like uh, ads, uh, like an entire app for managing your ads mm-hmm. on the phone. Yep. And one of the things is like uh, the team had a really hard time hiring native engineers to actually build this. Mm. And uh, this was a standalone app. And so this was actually like the perfect opportunity for us to actually get like a team. And uh, most of the team like ads is like the most complicated like piece of uh, JavaScript uh, software that we have at Facebook. <laughs> and so there was a lot of really front end engineers, like JavaScript experts, like in the yeah. ads organization. Yeah. And they were able to bootstrap the ads manager product and we were able to work with them. And so this was like the first big app that was shipped using React Native. And to yeah. this day, it's still using React Native and like it's been super successful. So. That's awesome. And and how did it grow from there? I mean, these days... So one of the biggest things uh, using uh, React Native is actually Marketplace. And so this is uh, yeah one of the big success stories. And uh, one of the reasons why they've been able to be successful is they've been able to iterate like super quickly and like figure out like what works, what doesn't work and like being able to, uh, yeah, to move uh, faster and like with uh, pure native development. Yeah, that's awesome. And Marketplace, I think these days... It's like one of the largest online marketplaces where like goods are bought and sold anywhere. I think uh, I've certainly yeah. bought like a ton of stuff on marketplace, and nice, I know a bunch thanks. of people who have as well. So thanks yeah, for that. Uh, there's like more than one billion people using marketplace every month. Wow, like really insane. That's insane. So that is the React Native story, which I don't expect to be very representative or applicable to a lot of other situations, but I think it's still notable and it still has a lot of impact. And there's still some other lessons to learn from it. So the first lesson is that it's a case of entrepreneurship. Um, It started because of a hackathon, because Mark Zuckerberg had some overall objectives, but didn't really prescribe the solutions. And I think hackathons and giving people space, like a three-day hackathon is actually a pretty significant engineering investment, but giving people space to come up with solutions that they've always wanted to work on, I think gives you a lot of these breakthrough ideas that would just never have come up in a regular cycle or sprint or whatever you call it. Uh, The second 
point that I really learned about is deciding to bet on React Native that React Native had a near-death experience because they tried it out on the Facebook photo app and it was just too unproductive. And they could have just died if Christopher did not decide to invest more time in it. And I think you always need these at critical moments, people to just decide that this investment is worth it and this technology is worth it um, before you get much traction because it's just not in a usable state. And finally, I think the reflection that I have is that React Native solved the people problem and solving people problems actually often solves the technology problem or beats the technology problem. Uh, in a sense that web engineers are much easier to hire than native engineers and web development cycles are much faster than native development cycles. It may be inferior in all other respects, but if you just win on those two things, you win the technology.